0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostic are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Uh Aha.
1: Yeah, so we're at home. I was like, something must be wrong. So I called and I was like, I don't know if I'm doing this right, but the reading says what it says. And she's like, oh, you need to go to labor and delivery. I'm like, what? So I get there and I didn't even bring anything with me because I literally didn't think anything was going to happen. I get there and there's like a room full of nurses that come in. They start like poking me. They're like, you're being admitted. I'm like, what? I'm like, no, like this isn't, I'm fine. But I guess I wasn't. We went in to get the C-section and... That was really the easiest part of it because after that has everything really hit the fan.
2: <laughs> this episode has been a long time coming. I have probably harassed Amber Lancaster online for two years, asking her to come on the podcast. And because her story is so incredible and so amazing, but also traumatic at the same time, she told me that she waited until I wasn't pregnant anymore to come on the podcast In this episode, she opens up about pregnancy, her traumatic birth story that was followed by divorce and heartbreak, and a discovery that her husband had been cheating on her for months prior to their breakup. She also talks about co-parenting and, of course, running her business and being a mother. In person, Amber is vulnerable. She's raw. She's real. And I feel like it really shines through in this episode. I am so just grateful that she came on the show to share her story. And for her to open up about her healing process really, to me, shows resilience. Amber Lancaster. She's a model, an actress, a content creator, a business boss, a mother, an entrepreneur. And she's also the game show model from The Price is Right. She runs her own business, The Broken Hearts Club. And I know you are going to love this episode. With that, let's welcome Amber to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. This is the
0: Skinny Confidential, him and her.
2: Amber is in studio. I'm so excited. Taylor's so excited. (laughs) He's very excited that the price of right girl is in the studio.
1: I mean, I can do some modeling for you if you'd like. I know. Show me a little, like a little flick of your wrist. Someone has, to, someone has to do it. I was the... about to say,
0: can I buy a vowel? Yeah. That's the wrong game. <laughs> is your mic on back there? It is on. Why can I never hear you in the headphones? It's just, again? I need to change it to where you can hear it in the headphones. Buy
1: a on. vowel. That's the wrong game show. It's, yeah, Taylor, it's, over. Taylor, yeah, it's out. over. Taylor's Yeah, it's <laughs> over. Taylor's out.
2: Okay. So, I have wanted you to come on the podcast. I think I've probably been DMing you since 2020, maybe? Yeah, yeah you were pregnant. I was pregnant. Yes, and I remember. I have just think you have the most incredible story. And I wanted you, I told you off air, I wanted you to talk about your story in long form content because one, I think it will help a lot of people. And two, what you're doing now with the Broken Hearts Club is so cool. And I feel like this is the platform to do it.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. First of all, I've been following both of you since you like lived in a little apartment and we're like engaged, oh, wow, I man. think
0: it always makes me it always makes me a little nervous when people say that because I'm like we've said a lot of wild things on here and I always I'm like no what if you oh heard no me judgment say?
1: you're with right. friends a little <laughs> apartment I
2: don't know if Michael lived in the little apartment with wasn't him there an apartment Dave was you live mine. in apartment okay. yeah I wanted to have a moment before I got engaged where I was just completely on my own in a little tiny studio sometimes I miss that studio though I'm not gonna lie Taylor, did you, had, you
0: did yeah. you turn that the the headset on back there and it's like super loud in my ears now man. Yeah, see, I knew it. I knew it back there. He's always fucking around. Can you hear me me in your head? Yeah, it's like, oh my God, man. So
2: Amber, first of all, take us back before you got pregnant, before all these things. When did you get into influencing and how did you fall into this?
1: Oh, geez. That's a loaded question. So I was never a traditional blogger or I never started like influencing to do that. I just had an Instagram account and I have done, you know, previous acting jobs. The Price is Right. I even did interior design at one point, so I had a small following of an assortment of people. But um, I didn't really start using it, and it, it was like around 2000, maybe actually 14. One of the one of the uh, boutiques that I like shopped at all the time online, they fulfilled my order, and they saw that I was on the prices right, and so they reached out to me. They're like, "Hey, can we send you some clothes like in exchange, and you just post a picture?" And I was like, "Yeah." I would love that. I spent all my money with you guys anyways. So that's kind of how I started. And then it started taking up a lot of time. And I was like, you know, I'm going to need some compensation. But it was still just very minimal and like amazing. Just like extra cash, whatever. But then I I started posting more things. And I've always kind of been someone who shares things that I love anyways with like my friends. Like the Nordstrom anniversary. sale. I was like, send my friends like, got to get like this jacket or whatever. So I just started sharing that kind of stuff and it just like snowballed. It just really took off. Is the company that you're talking about Beachy Dolls? Yes. <laughs> okay, that's so funny
2: that you say that because I was at the pool, the Beverly Hills Hotel. I'm sitting there and I got the opportunity to meet the owner. And this is a long time ago. This is years ago and she comes up to me and we started talking and she told me she goes Amber Lancaster is our biggest performer, our top performer. We love her so much. Like Aww. she's incredible. And I think that was one of the first times I heard your name. She just like raved all about you. Oh, it was probably San- Sandy or Amy. I think it was Sandy. Yeah. Yeah. And so they are very, very happy with your performance. I love them. Yeah. And
1: it seems like you guys have had a long relationship. Too. Yeah. I mean, literally since like 2014, I was just, I was a customer. That's crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah. OK. So at what point do you meet your. How, how do you what do you want to call him? At what point do you meet your baby daddy? No. Baby daddy. <laughs> my my ex. Your ex. End of 2015 maybe. And for anyone who's listening that's caught up in a relationship, was it like love bomb love at first sight? What was the energy of it? It
1: did move pretty quickly. We moved in together like 5 months in, I think, and then we were engaged a year later and then got married a year after that. And then when did you get pregnant? And
2: when you get pregnant, are you guys like so excited, obviously?
1: I mean, yeah, I was i was never somebody who was, like, gung-ho to have kids. I was kind of, I don't know, I felt like I was kind of weird in that way because I was never one of those girls that's like, I want to have a baby. Born was
0: like that. You, you know? Say, yeah, she, she I know. That's
1: why I love you. <laughs> sure. It's like, you know, it's hard to find women that maybe not feel that way, but they don't say it. You know what I mean?
2: It's just, I think, when I envisioned my life, I always, I did want kids. Mm-hmm. I just... Never like romanticized it, if that makes sense. Now that I have them, you know, like I'm obsessed yeah. with them. They're my everything.
1: But I never was like dreaming of my wedding. Yeah, I never wanted to do it on my own. That's for sure. I, I uh, it's a lot of work. I wanted to, it's a lot. Of, a lot of work. <laughs> I always wanted to have a relationship with someone, and I didn't have the best situation growing up. So I knew I wanted to provide that. What do you mean? Well. I was raised by my grandma. My dad died when I was 11. My mom has been an addict my whole life. And I'm an only child.
2: <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear that. But I'm going to guess that you had a beautiful relationship with your grandma or Oh, have. my God. Yes. And yeah, both of them. There's nothing better than a relationship with your grandma. Yeah. You you know, you'd, I, it makes me want to cry because it's like the most special relationship, in my opinion. Yeah. No, me too. Because
1: uh, one, one of my, my last grandmother just passed away like six months ago. Already hear that? Yeah, no, it's okay.
2: (laughs) When you were growing up, was your grandma constantly there
1: for you? Yeah, I mean, she was. She was my everything. She was. If you've ever, have you read about attachment theory, like with Uh -uh. children? Every child, baby, has like um, a primary attachment figure, and usually it's the mom, you know. But it can be anyone who's, you know, an, an adoptive figure, the dad. But they usually have one primary attachment figure.
2: And do you still have a relationship now with your mom?
1: No, I don't. I mean, not really to speak of. I mean, I've tried, you know, it's just really hard. I don't know if you, I hope you don't know, but it's hard. I
2: I, My sister's been sober for nine years now, but I understand there's a lot of intricacies with with addiction.
1: Yeah, and when you've been abusing yourself for that long, you're just never going to be the same. Like, the mentality is just it's there even if they're not on drugs anymore it's like they've messed up they've messed themselves up so badly that like she lives in the past a lot she will talk about things that happened when i was like 16 and she's just very i don't know if there's also some sort of like psychological personality disorder or something undiagnosed potentially you know was Um, she older
0: or younger when she had you
1: oh super young she was 20 okay yeah and how do you think that
2: you're so driven and you've done so much in your career. Like, do you think that has to do
1: with your upbringing with your grandma? Yes and no. I was I I did go back and live with my mom for a brief period of time. You know, it was it was probably the hardest part of my life. You don't realize it because you're just like kind of in fight or flight. But like coming home to no food or or the electricity is shut off or like your mom's still sleeping when you're home from school. That terrified me. I never wanted to live that again
0: and were your parents together or had your father passed
1: my dad and mom got divorced when I was like one and then my dad passed when I was 11 I think that that probably has to do with
2: making you resilient and driven and all the things and I bet it also has to do with the fact
1: that you maybe weren't like so excited right away to become a mother (laughs) right I I, I always and I still no matter how secure like I am financially it's it's always in you like I feel like, um, I have to constantly be like on this hamster wheel of like trying to, trying to make money and trying to like keep, you know, save it and trying to like take care of myself, even though I can totally relax now.
0: Which is like a survival mode that's ingrained. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: I, I think too, your experience makes you, uh, and this goes with what you just said, really, really independent.
1: Yeah. I could only ever really depend on myself.
2: Right. Right. And I mean, this is this is what I try to do with anything bad that's happened in my life. And I don't know if this will help anything. But I try to just I try to just realize that every bad thing that's ever happened to me, I think, attributes to hopefully the businesswoman, the mom that I am now. If I hadn't gone through a lot of the stuff that I've gone through, I don't think I would be doing a lot of the things I'm doing now.
1: I agree 100 um, percent. Someone actually just asked me that. Like, would you would you change anything? And I can't say that I would, even though, even the very worst things that have ever happened to me, I wouldn't change.
0: Well, it's like, and we talk about this and and I was listening to Charlie Munger speak the other day and he was saying like victim mentality is one of the worst things you can do because you may very well be a victim, but it doesn't ever help you by, by thinking yourself like that. Right. Like it's so hard for people to do because there are, I don't want to say there's not victims, there are victims, but by categorizing yourself as that and thinking that way your entire life, you really Put yourself in a position where it's hard to grow or look at life from the bright side right and if you if you're able to say listen i've had a lot of terrible things happen in my life but it's propelled me and made me this resilient person you're able to go further where if you sit around and wallow as a victim you're really going to be stuck
1: yeah i I believe that there's a, a lesson in everything and there's you know room to grow from even the very worst things that could happen and it is just a total perspective it's a and it's a choice
2: i felt like when i got pregnant Because of some of my past that I, I was so happy to be pregnant, but it also brings up so many different things that you thought you had moved past. When you got pregnant, did you
1: feel like that? No, I felt, I feel, I felt good. I felt like secure. I was in a, you know, I was in a marriage. I felt like I could provide for him and I was excited. So during your pregnancy,
2: was your ex supportive? I mean, yes but like w- 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 like was he helping you was he like tending to you or was there things that
1: you looking back that you're like eh. you know it's so i struggle with like if you and i were just like here not on
2: no so i don't <laughs> want to like put um, him on blast just, Yeah,
1: just because as i as russell has gotten older i just really want to like protect
2: Yeah. No. His um, relationship. Okay. So talk to us about what happened when you decided to give birth, not decided to give birth, (laughs) when you gave birth without
1: deciding to give birth. So I was 30 weeks pregnant and I had gone to my OB weekly because I was high risk already because of my age. The last few appointments, I was like, you know, I am super swollen and I know that people get swollen. And this was my first pregnancy but like just something didn't feel right I just kept bringing it up I'm like I I just don't feel right and so finally at the last appointment she was like are there any other symptoms she's like have you been having any vision problems or this and I'm literally like trying to like pull things out because I just felt like something wasn't right I was like you know I was in the shower one time and I saw stars she's like well that's not normal she's like okay let's do the let's do this additional test so we did the additional test and like everything like there was protein in my urine or whatever the there was like two out of three of the things that it required and my blood pressure although it, it didn't reach the number that it's supposed to to be technically preeclampsia for me it was such a high number that the, I also kept bringing that up but it's just it they don't flag it unless it's Unless it reaches over this number for some reason, because you
0: knew your your blood pressure as it was normally.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, and so is it a black and white test for this, or is it more gray? It's
2: pretty black and white for
1: you. Mean for the additional test, but like at f- that point for yes. a preclampsia
2: test, if you ask to get it, is it like a blood test? Like, what's is yeah. it quick? What is it? It's it's blood and urine. Okay,
0: tell me exactly what preclampsia is, because especially for the men listening,
1: it's high blood pressure, which sounds like not a big deal, but if you can't control your blood pressure, if you go Full on eclampsia, you have seizures and die. Okay, <laughs> you know, and it, so it's very scary. So it's
0: rising blood pressure, not lower. Yes. Okay.
1: Yes, it's high blood pressure. So at one point, I think it was like one, I would say one eighty over forty or something something crazy like that is was the threshold where she was like, as soon as I got the test, I, I mean, they called me on my way home and they're like, you need to pick up a blood pressure cuff on your way home and start t- and start monitoring your blood pressure.
0: And and what? what sets this off during pregnancy specifically
1: nothing and that is the scariest part anyone is susceptible
0: it, like there's no dietary thing there's no nope. no way you're living no, nothing nothing wow.
1: there are certain risk factors but honestly being really young is one being really old is one like ivf for some reason a factor but it but it's still it is not like a for sure thing that you can't prevent it. you can't prevent it for so first. there's
0: no diet or anything that you can do to kind of mitigate no. it but no, no.
1: ivf provokes it You have a higher risk. You have
2: a higher risk. Okay, so when you find out you have preeclampsia, are you at home or are you at the hospital?
1: Yeah, so we're at home. It was literally, like, the second time taking—I was like, something must be wrong. Like, I must be doing this wrong because it was already elevated. And they said to call, so I called and I was like, I don't know if I'm doing this right, but the reading says what it says. And she's like, oh, you need to go to labor and delivery at Cedars. I'm like, what? What? I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to get there and they're going to tell me, like, because I still what's your felt exact okay. Weeks. I was 30 weeks in like five days. So I get there and they, I didn't even bring anything with me because I literally didn't think anything was going to happen. I get there and there's like a room full of nurses that come in. They start like poking me. They're like, you're being admitted. I'm like, what? I'm like, no, like, this isn't, I'm fine. But I guess I wasn't because two days later, they, they couldn't control my blood pressure. They put me on this magnesium drip, which is like horrible to prevent seizures. They had me on blood pressure medication. And the goal was to try and keep me there until like 34 weeks because that's like a safer to so you were going to, to stay there
0: for a month. That was the Yes. Wow. And we,
1: some women do that. If Yikes. they're lucky. If they're that's lucky. The, what do you mean the magnesium drip is like weird? It feels bad? Oh my gosh. It makes you feel like uh, the worst hangover and then you got hit by a truck and you're just constantly nauseous
2: so at this point you don't know that you're going to be giving birth is after two days how did you know you needed to give birth
1: they told me they couldn't control my blood pressure anymore and it wasn't worth because at that so I had hit 31 weeks there was no way they were going to get me to 32 or if I had been like like there's some women who are Maybe at the twenty-five or twenty-six week mark, where it's like every day is crucial. There, there was just no benefit to to holding on to one more day when it could be affecting my organs, or you know. And so I was. What do you do? What did you say when they said that? I mean, I can't say anything. They're like, we're having we're having this baby today, and <laughs> we went in to get the C section, and that was the, that was really that was really the easiest part of it because after that is when everything really hit the fan. (laughs) So you have a C-section. Yeah. And they could not control the bleeding. So I ended up in there for like five hours and they couldn't control the bleeding. So they ended up having to remove my uterus. Oh my God. Yeah. Poor thing. So I had a massive blood transfusion, like three liters, last three liters of blood, which is a lot. You only have six in the human body. So (laughs) it's like half my blood volume. I go back. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I go. I go to my own recovery. Russell goes to the NICU. Again, I'm on the mag, the magnesium because some women also get postpartum preeclampsia. where, yeah. like,
0: where high blood pressure stays there after. Yeah,
1: oh, or 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 God. it comes on after. I'm trying to recover. I feel awful. I literally, like one of the doctors comes in and I'm like, "Am I dying?" Because <laughs> I feel like it. Like this has to be what death feels like it's the worst like i didn't even hardly care that i just had a baby you know what i mean it was that bad all i did was sleep and so and then i this kidney doctor kept coming in i had so many doctors in and out you know and and he had like this accent that i couldn't really understand and like come to find out my kidneys were failing basically like yeah so so he comes in at around midnight like two days after i have russell and he's like we need to send you to the icu your kidneys aren't improving but i'm confident you know that you're, you'll be better you know that this will resolve but we just don't know i had some sort of
0: and is someone there with you something
1: acute kidney injury i no, because because my husband at the time was with russell and the nicu but he did yeah i can't remember everything's so such a blur so well
0: just the reason i ask is like i imagine this is just like so overwhelming Right.
1: I mean, kind of. But, you know, survival mode is where I thrive. (laughs) So I'm like, I can get through this. I'm like, never once in my head was I thinking like I wasn't going to make it.
0: Well, it's probably also why you did make it.
2: When when (laughs) when they had to remove your uterus, was that even like, did you even know what was going on or were you too out of it?
1: No, they, they brought me up out of anesthesia to like ask me. Pretty much tell me, you know, they're like, we have to do this, but we want your consent. I
2: recently went on vacation with both my kids and I wanted to get serious about their sun care. I obviously take my sun care very seriously. I have driving gloves, the hat, sunscreen, all the things. But with my kids, I wanted to know exactly what I'm putting on them. So enter Sunbum, you guys they have this roll-on sunscreen. Okay. First of all, I love the roll-on thing because then you don't get white everywhere and the kids don't freak out. So it's like this roll-on mineral sunscreen and it's SPF 50. And it's already tough to like get sunscreen on kids. But with this, it's so seamless and easy. It's also lightweight. So it's not super heavy, which I love. It's so easy to apply. It's like $16. And what's inside is no bullshit. So I wanted to find a trusted brand. And Sunbum is that. They have so many incredible different kinds of sunscreens. I just personally am a fan of the roll-on. I also like how it's mineral sunscreen. So I can roll it on Towns' little hands or on Zaza's legs. I try to do it when they're not looking, if I'm being honest. Okay. And we have a code for you. You can use one-time code SKINNY15 at checkout for 15% off your purchase at sunbum.com. This ends December 31st, 2023. All their products are formulated to help protect those who live in the sun and love the sun. So they have sun care, skin care, hair care, lip care, kids, and baby. I'm a huge fan of the baby though. When I moved to Austin, I did complete inventory of all my household products. So I was using all different kinds of brands before I moved, but I got really serious, especially after talking to the company Test My Home they were all about non-toxic, hypoallergenic, free of fragrance products, but also they wanted products in our home that didn't have hormone disruptors. So, Interbranch Basics. Every single person on the planet that has done their research will recommend Branch Basics. I'm telling you, I hear about this brand so much That I reached out to the founders and I'm trying to get them on the show. I am obsessed with this brand. They have a premium starter kit, and this provides you with everything you need to replace all your toxic cleaning products in your home. It really is a no brainer, and everything is free of hormone disruptors and harmful preservatives. It's also baby and pet safe. My son is like crawling and walking all over the floor. And so I really have to be thoughtful about what I'm cleaning the floor with. I also have two little chihuahuas, so I'm very careful about what I use. And Branch Basics is it. If you suffer from eczema, allergies, asthma, making the switch to Branch Basics is like it. You should also know that everything is free of fragrance, which we love. Save 15% and get free shipping when you use code SKINNY at checkout. That's branchbasics.com and use code SKINNY for 15% off. Save 15% and get free shipping when you use code SKINNY at checkout. That's branchbasics.com and use code SKINNY for 15% off. Recently, as you know, I had my implants removed. And one of the things that the doctor recommended that I do when I was healing was take a probiotic. This is a no-brainer. I take two probiotics every single morning. With my lemon water, I typically like to take it after breakfast, though, if we're getting very detailed on when. And the probiotic that I take and that I've taken for years is Just Thrive Probiotic. If you're looking for something to help with bloat, digestive issues, stress, and more, you've got to try Just Thrive Probiotics. It's one of the only probiotics that actually survives the trip to your gut. So we were lucky enough to have the founders on the podcast and they basically explained that there's a lot of probiotics on the market that don't even hit your gut. So you're just like taking it for no reason. I also am a big fan of this specific brand because you don't have to refrigerate it. And I travel so much that I need something that I can just bring on the go. They have mini bottles, they have big bottles, all the different kinds of bottles to fit in your handbags. And if you're looking for something to complement your probiotic, they also have this product called Just Calm. And it's a psychobiotic. So this is mainly to help with sleep, stress, low energy. You can take them both at once in the morning. Super easy and seamless to fit into your routine. You can get 20% off a 90-day bottle of Just Thrive probiotic and Just Calm at justthrivehealth.com with promo code SKINNY90. Send this to your parents. They all need a probiotic. Send it to your friends. Go to justthrivehealth.com with promo code SKINNY90. So when you're going through all of this, you posted a video. This is later that you posted the video, mm-hmm. but you posted a video of you and you can see it on your page. It's, it's pinned of what you were going through. And I thought that was so real and so vulnerable what was the what point were you going through that video because the video looks like I mean it's it's raw
1: yeah so this is so then I get sent to the ICU for the kidney dialysis and before you have that type of because there's a few different types of kidney dialysis this is like it's called CRRT it's like a life support type it's 24 hours you're hooked up to this machine like it's not like you go in there's some like outpatient ones anyways they have to put a catheter, like a, like a, I don't want to say, I don't know what it's called, but in your jugular vein. Uh. Yeah. So I go in for that to be done. And the doctors come in. This is the, this is the freakiest part. This is like going to get me goosebumps. And they wanted me to like sign all this, all all these things. And I'm just like, can someone just please call me? And so my OB answers the phone and I'm like, I don't know. Do I, I I don't know. I have a bad feeling about this. Like, am I going to die? and she's like um she's like no this is you know this is standard procedure this is what dr rodriguez you know says you need to get done your kidneys are failing so there's really no other choice at this point i don't have an, i don't have another choice it's like i'm like okay they ended up inserting the catheter into my carotid artery instead of my jugular vein what the fuck yeah Hold on. They, I, so they, they made a
0: mistake and they put in your carotid artery. Well,
1: I don't really know what that means because
2: carotid artery
0: is like you, if you want to kill someone, you cut them right there.
1: Okay, so your jugular vein goes down to your heart, your carotid artery goes to your brain. Um, they run right next to each other. They use this little ultrasound device to go over it and they take this little needle to puncture to make sure that they're in the right vein. They pull, they like withdraw the fluid, the blood. And because the carotid artery goes to your brain, it's high pressure, so it's like um, bright red. And the one that the jugular is darker red. So that's one way they can tell. But also they have the ultrasound device. So they so they use the little needle to make sure they're in the right one. And then they take the big catheter. It's like the size of a pencil and stick it in your.
2: How did how jugular. did they mess that up?
1: Girl, <laughs> I'll be asking was that it, question for it the rest students? of my life. Was it? it was a fellow. What does that mean? So doctors go through their residency and then if they want to specialize in something, it's called a fellowship.
0: Listen, I'm like, guys, listen, we, we don't need the we don't need the trainee here. We need the we need the, the real guy. I Why? mean,
1: he was a, he is a, supposed to be. a. I mean, he's already a doctor, but he's not a resident. But yeah. So wait, he, wait it was like his first. How week did you on know it was wrong? I didn't. I I, I immediately um like so they inser- I know now, but they inserted it in my carotid artery. And I immediately I mean, I lost three more liters of blood. I lost oxygen to my brain. Like I immediately was out <laughs> like acute res- respiratory failure pulmonary I like i have a list of all the things that
0: your heart starts to everything starts to fail yeah so what do they and what do they, they do at this point
1: at this point they have to they had to send me into emergency surgery f- to repair my carotid artery so they had to wake up <sighs> some woman <laughs> some ama this amazing um vascular surgeon actually and she came in and uh fixed me but The woman was
0: probably like, what are you dopes doing in here?
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah. So then I was on a ventilator for a few days in a medically induced coma. So I didn't really know what had happened until I woke up.
0: And so meanwhile, your husband's there with the baby in the NICU, which is also traumatic. Yes. And then you're over here.
1: In the ICU, yes.
0: Oh my God. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I don't know if
0: I'd be equipped for that. I don't know. So That's hard. I mean, you you don't
1: know. What you're capable of until you, you have no other choice, you know?
0: Sure, no, but I'm just saying that's, I mean, obviously lot. you were in a terrible situation, yeah. but I mean, being in that situation, we're, God, it's a lot.
1: It, yeah, it was a lot. So, and then, yeah, so then the video is of me walking to see Russell for the first time <laughs> because I didn't get to hold him for when I first had him, you know? That was like my motivation to. <laughs> so, for everything. I mean, it still is. But to to walk again, to do all those things, you, it's crazy how quickly your body shuts down.
2: The first time you saw him, what was that like? I mean, we can see it on the video, but explain what you
1: were feeling. I mean, it's just, it's surreal. It's I mean, I, I'm sure it's the same as anyone getting to hold their baby for the first time. It's, yeah, but with all of I wasn't thinking of that, you know? I wasn't thinking of any of that. But now in retrospect, my God, it's crazy.
2: It it makes me so emotional for you because I know how stressful it is when you just have a baby and how, and I can't even imagine all the other layers that you had on top of it. And then to see your baby.
1: Yeah, no, I know. I mean, I was stressed about what to put in my hospital bag and like, you know, oh my gosh, that's the last fucking thing you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so anyone listening, listen, you don't You don't need a thing. <laughs> so so how
2: it. long were you in the hospital for after you got your artery fixed and did they have to insert something else into your other vein, your jugular?
1: No. Oh, yes. So then they ended up having, they did, you can also go through your groin area. Why didn't they tell you that? They did. And I asked them for that. And he was like, oh, well, that no one can get infected. I could just tell they weren't comfortable with it. So I was like, okay.
0: They had the fucking trainee in there.
1: They I'm want you, they doctors want. are gonna
0: get mad at me. They're like, we gotta go through residency. Like, yeah. Listen, I want the top guy. I want the guy that's been there for yeah. like thirty years doing this shit daily. I don't want the training. Right? Do that with someone else.
1: I know, and it's a learning hospital. So no, no, yada, I don't want. Yada, yada. I don't want to go to any
0: learning hospital. <laughs> I remember that. That's a Cedars thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We were, We were there for a while. I don't want to be in the learning area. I want to be in the, the the main space. Maybe that's selfish, but no. I mean, somebody else can sign up for the learning shit.
1: They did save my life, though. So anywhere, almost, anywhere else, I would have died for sure.
0: Well, yes, but they almost killed you too.
1: I know. I'm, but remember this perspective thing? I try to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> focus on the focus on the good. I'm here talking to you guys. So <laughs> they put the other catheter
2: in your groin.
1: Yes. And so now I'm hooked up to the CRRT dialysis. I still wasn't getting better. I had to do like some platelet transfer, some some more like blood transfusions. During, during the event, I lost another three liters, you know, of blood. <laughs> yeah. So it took me a while to recover because my kidneys had already taken a hit from the first massive hemorrhage and they couldn't figure out why they could they couldn't figure out why and luckily this doctor who had been following my case from the beginning was like i think that you have this really rare um, condition called atypical hus syndrome which is a whole other that's why i was like which part of this story are we gonna go with because there's like and there's like ten parts. <laughs> so then I get con- then I get um, diagnosed with this rare condition. What's that? Called atypical HUS syndrome. But what is it? Hemolytic u- urine <laughs> uremic syndrome. I, I I I don't know. I'd have to um, look it up. But it's a it's a blood some sort of a blood thing. I, I honestly don't even remember now. And there's no way to tell if you actually have it unless you don't get treatment. It's, There's no way to tell that you actually have it unless you don't get treatment. And then because my kidneys weren't, they weren't responding to treatment. I wasn't getting better. And so they were like, okay, well, we can give you the treatment for this atypical HUS syndrome, which are these infusions and um, the most expensive drug in the country. It was like over $100,000 per treatment. Yeah. Did you do it? Thank God for insurance. Yes. But they made me do all these other tests. To rule out other things
2: first. And what? How do you do the thing that that's a hundred thousand dollars? Is it like blood? What is it?
1: No, it's a it's a, a it's an immuno something or other infusion. Like they they infuse your blood with this. I don't know what it is. It's something to do with your immune system. I think. I I honestly don't know. What <laughs> point are you starting to feel better in the hospital?
2: Just like you're getting your energy mentally.
1: Better. Yeah, I was like so. I was starting to lose it. There's this thing called like ICU psychosis and I'm pretty sure I was like going there. What's that? You just start to go crazy because of all the, there's constant beeping. There's constant- They wake you up. Yes. Every, every- Poking you you every, every night, yeah. The lights and the, it's just like I was up at weird hours and I was like, they do these rounds, you know, every morning, all this team of doctors. I mean, I literally had everything from like a neurosurgeon to the- (laughs) <laughs> or a neuros, whatever, to uh, my OB, like, rounding on me every morning. I was, And I would tell them, like, I'm losing it. Like, I cannot.
2: Also, I think, and I don't even know if you were eating food, but the food in there is not the best. And no. you're getting really no sunlight, yeah. which is so healing. Yeah, I had, like, a window, a little window next to me, but yeah. So it's, like, things that your body is used to, circadian rhythm... Also, those beeper those beeping all day long is so I know this sounds weird, but I think it's so hard on your cortisol. It's just oh, yeah. it's you're in a constant state of stress, so it's hard yes. to
1: heal, I would imagine in the stress. 100%. I mean, what you need most is sleep in that in that time and you're like not getting it because well, you Why consuming. do they wake you up? Can
2: someone DM me and tell
1: me why they wake <laughs> you up every 2
2: hours? Seriously, I started getting like
1: mad. Yeah, you get you kind of get mad. I was losing it. I'm telling you. I want like I do not disturb. Sign. Yes, that's yeah. what I was like. No, I'm not doing it. Like leave. <laughs> can you say that? You can. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you can't be pricked one more time. You can't do it. Oh, again. girl. Have you seen any see. of my like photos of how beat up I was? I have I've to seen you. your video, which, but like,
2: oh, I have to show you. Yeah, you do have to show us. Um, we can pull it up on the
1: on the screen. I too. don't know if they're. They're posted? Oh, you didn't post. Them. Actually, they would be in my in my yeah in one of my highlights. What is it? Just like a lot hospital. of needles? Oh my god, no! Black and I look. I mean, black and blue, like everywhere. Like I look like I was ran over by a truck.
2: So you're not scared of anything now? I mean,
1: <laughs> like I'm scared of everything and nothing all at once. I I tend to like stress over like stupid things that I can that I can control, but like I'm not scared of like yeah the big the big things
2: you sound like michael michael has mus oh what's that made up stress <laughs> well i
1: diagnosed michael
0: with that. you know it's funny it's it's like i relate really like I, I i yeah i'm always looking for like the thing around the corner but the big things like actually when big things happen i'm actually pretty calm
1: yeah like right? i have no problem flying or like any of those kind of anything like that being in the hospital <laughs> like
2: you don't have a problem being in the hospital i mean no. i
1: didn't not in the moment like i'm telling you like i'm I go towards the danger. I'm not a flight person. I'm like bring it.
0: <laughs> what happens though when you're somebody that does <laughs> that is you're like what what gets uncomfortable is constantly anticipating like you're you're more comfortable in the chaos. You get comfortable in the chaos and then you get uncomfortable when it's not there because you're like it's not your normal state, right? Especially like listening to your upbringing what you just went through. Yeah. Right? You're like I imagine you're you're on edge when things are feeling like they're going too right.
1: Yes, they were for a long time. I I Just was in like three years of therapy. So I'm getting through that, I think, you know, but for sure. What
0: do you think the big reveal there was?
1: Oh, gosh. I have no. Honestly, just learning about like childhood attachment and traumas and how people process those things and how that relates to me. And I never took the time to think about those kind of things. I think the insight that it provided me has been transformative for sure.
2: I think that a lot of people who have been through severe trauma or, you know, things that happened in your childhood to dissociate. Like you almost have to dissociate to like get to the other side. And it's almost like a protective mechanism that your brain does.
1: Yeah, I'm really good at compartmentalizing is what my therapist would say. (laughs) So while all this is going on,
2: when do you get to really like be with your son?
1: Oh gosh. So he ended up then being diagnosed with a heart condition.
2: Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: I just can't <laughs> he, he oh. was born with a congenital heart defect called a VSD, which is a hole in hole in the heart, basically. And it's the most common one. It's actually more common than childhood cancer, and people don't have never really even heard of it. I had never heard of it. But there's a chance that it can close. So we're in this constant limbo of like, is it gonna get better or is it gonna get worse? Is he gonna have to have surgery? Or is it going to close? Or maybe we'll have to have surgery when he's six months or 12 months or whatever. And he wasn't getting better. He ended up in the NICU for 83 days. We were The goal was to get him to nine pounds, I believe, for surgery. But at seven pounds, his other organs started to become a, affected. And it was kind of like same scenario with me having him at 31 weeks or waiting, trying to wait a few more days or something. They were like, let's just call it now. But it was an emergency like we had to go in there they were gonna life flight him to chla like it was another trauma for sure i mean dealing with his stuff was more traumatic i think for me i'm sure than my stuff yeah so then he went to chla for his open heart surgery which do not look up what open heart surgery entails i'm such a researcher And no, thank God it was the one thing I did. not No, I didn't. Okay, okay, okay. Because I I didn't want to know. Because I was already in such a dark place. I was like, I can't, I can't go. But I know now. And what I know now is like, I'm so glad that I didn't look that up. But thank God. For me, I think it was because I had, you know, I was the one in one million that, you know, the chance that you take when you have any sort of surgery or have a child or whatever. There's always that very small percentage of things could go wrong right and that had happened to me like multiple times in a row so I was like oh for sure this isn't good this is like not going to go well you know that was my biggest fear it still is but during his surgery but everything went fine uh thank god how long was he in the hospital after he came out out of the open heart surgery yeah I think another 10 days
2: I would think, and t- tell me if I'm wrong, that babies heal almost quicker, right or no?
1: You know, it depends. Every baby's different, and like that's the that's the like most frustrating answer to get as a as a mom too, because the doctors are just like every and it, but it's so true. Like I don't know if you've had any friends that have had like preemies or anything. It's such a wide spectrum of like how they do. Like one baby can thrive and the other struggles. And they both had the same, you know what I mean, baseline of opportunity. When when
2: you're going through all this, and then your son's going through all this, what what is your ex?
1: What's going on with your ex? I mean, he's we're we're there. We we're, we're driving to the NICU every day together. So he was supportive. Oh yeah, he. Lo- I mean, he's yeah, he's a great
2: dad. So when did you find out that your your ex husband was doing all these things that were not okay? Um.
1: It was like six months after we brought Russ home. And what, what did you, if, if you're comfortable, just I'll let you share what you're comfortable with. It's hard. It's hard to say because in, 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 I know more now than I did then. You know, so so at the time I was like, where is this coming from? Like, why don't you want to be together? Like, we've we just had this baby. We went through all this <laughs> trauma. The pandemic had just hit. I was like, why don't you want to at least try? It just didn't make sense to me but he was so gung-ho about it made up his mind you know moved out
0: gung-ho about breaking up yeah okay
1: about yeah getting a divorce
0: okay
1: so i was traumatized and i was still just like i had no idea that there was even like it was not even on my radar that that could even be a possibility that he wasn't you know being faithful so
0: oh he won uh, divorce because he was being unfaithful
1: but i didn't know that at the time
0: okay so he just comes and says, I want a divorce, but you're just thinking because he doesn't want to be with you, but just because he was being unfaithful. Sorry, I'm, I'm just kidding.
1: Yes, yes. But the gut feeling was always like, this is, this makes no sense because there was nothing, you know, there was nothing really prior. Like, sure, we had like.
0: So for you, it just comes out of nowhere and hits you like a truck.
1: Yeah. When yeah. When she's already being hit by a truck in another sense of the way,
2: it's like, yeah, it's a lot. And with your son. I mean. No, yeah. How much can one person take? <laughs> right. So, so after he left, were you, were you fine with it?
1: I was still, like, desperate to try and salvage our marriage. So
2: you were still trying to, to make it work? Yeah.
1: And at what point were
2: you like, this is not going to work anymore?
1: Well, when more information uncovered itself, I guess. And I found out that he had been with someone else for the last year and a half.
2: What is that?
0: While you were pregnant? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah,
2: and yeah. What is that like when you have such a big supportive community and you find this out and you've just gone through all this? Like, is your first inclination like I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking <laughs> call this motherfucker out, or are you like can't even think about that? Are you like, what is your reaction to this?
1: It's honestly, ugh, God,
0: was well, tough. All, I-
1: of the ba- all of the all of the above because. Well, on one hand, the my first, my first reaction is, like, embarrassment. And, like, I don't want this to be happening to me. It's, like, shame, you know? You're, like, I don't want people to, like, look at me like this. I think it's hard to share, like, the hard things, you know what I mean? People want to have this, like, perfect life and this perfect— I mean, that's why social media gets such a bad rap, right? Because people only share the highlight reel. But how much support so, did you get when you did share? Oh, my God. Like— Like, I owe my life to these people. (laughs) Like, I'm sure you heard everyone's stories. I mean, oh my God, yes. And it's so sad how many people still reach out to me. I mean, daily that are going through this sort of thing. And then you go to their profile and it's like, just the happy family. Like, no one would ever guess. And they say to me all the time, like, I haven't even told my family or friends, like, because they can't understand. Another thing that I found in
2: my house when I was testing my home, like I had this company come over and test my entire home for mold, for toxins. I just had them do like a once over of the house was that our water was not it. What we did is we got new shower heads and the shower heads that we got are by Vitaclean. So this is a triple filter vitamin C infused aromatherapy showerhead, and it removes toxins and just like nasty shit from your shower. You should know that unfiltered shower water can really be bad for your skin and your hair. And Test My Home really recommended getting a really great showerhead. And Vitaclean is it. So it has this really strong power jet pressure, which uses vitamin C to filter out chlorine. This is incredible, especially if you're going in the pool a lot and you want to wash your hair. The vitamin C filter also has benefits of promoting hair growth and brighter skin. And I just feel so much better when my kids are showering and bathing to know that there's not all this water that's coming out of the shower that can cause acne, dry scalp, itchy legs, eczema, etc. So if you want to upgrade your shower situation, you're going to go to vitacleanhq.com today and use code SKINNY at checkout for 20% off. That's VitacleanHQ.com to get your new shower head today. You can use code SKINNY at checkout for 20% off showerhead starter kits. And if you don't like it for any reason, they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee. Enjoy! I got to go on Jenny Kane and pick out what I wanted, and I went immediately for the boyfriend shirt. It is this shirt that is absolutely so amazing that I reached out to them to ask them to send me another color. So, first, I got the white, which is classic. It's such a good fit. It's crisp. It's not overly expensive, but it's something that I'll have in my closet forever. And then I harassed them for a blue. It's like a pretty baby blue, so simple. And both of these are hanging in my closet. So, I have my white crisp collared shirt, and I have my French blue crisp shirt. And they're both by Jenny Kane. This brand, I'm sure you've seen all over Instagram. They're known for classic, comfortable, and sort of California-inspired clothes. They have cotton. They have cashmere. They have all the things that you need for a perfect summer wardrobe. What I like about it, though, is it's fresh. It's something that you can buy today and you know you're going to use two years later. If you're looking for the white button down, like one that fits right, that goes with everything, you have to check out their boyfriend shirt. I would start with white. I'm just saying. But you can't go wrong with French blue either. Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code SKINNY at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com promo code SKINNY. We were talking off air, and I said, "Amber's so beautiful. She's got her own business. She's got so much going on, and and for her to come out and share this, it it just shows it doesn't matter. I mean, we said Emirata got cheated on. Like it it it's this is happening. It doesn't matter what you look like, how much money you have, how well your business does. It's like this is happening. Well,
0: I don't even want everywhere. to just pick on men." I just think some people just aren't equipped. There's a deep insecurity that some people have to go through to feel validated or wanted, and you you could be in a what's on the surface the healthiest relationship. It's actually probably nothing to do with you. Exactly. And I I think I have I know, and we all know people in our own lives, men, women, that have been unfaithful, and I think the common denominator there is there is a deep insecurity of feeling some kind of want or some kind of need that even though you you have you have that from one individual it's like it's never enough like they're trying to fill some kind of void in themselves probably from from some childhood thing i don't know how to explain it I, it's like it's it's a it's a personality flaw that people need to address and work with and and i don't think you can do that without becoming very confident as an individual and becoming very secure and independent with yourself
1: you have to be real comfortable with asking for what you need yes you know and a lot of people are not yeah, that's I mean really what it comes down to because if your needs aren't being met in your relationship and you're not voicing it, like that's just a recipe for disaster on all parts. But yes, I I think also it can be a deep rooted.
2: I also think with a lot of people that there's something kind of hot. It's what is it called the Madonna-Horror syndrome about mm. it not being the person that they're married to. Like I think some people oh, yeah. are attracted I mean, the selfish, yeah, to that like it's yeah, it's, but
0: I think if you root it down, it's an it's a deep insecurity of feeling some kind of want or validation that they don't feel they're getting enough of, and mostly because they can't validate themselves i'm not I'm probably generalizing that. there's obviously cases on both sides, but that's what it is I, the men that I know in my life, and some of them have been friends that do that, it's always the ones that are the most insecure, yeah, right. even
1: on the surface if they seem like they're not this goes for women
0: too though like there's uh, there's women are like there it's the it's always the women like the women and the men that need that like extra bit of attention that they just feel they're 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 not getting enough of
1: yeah i think that's true yeah and if you're not getting it in your relationship too people tend to look outside of the relationship to get that fulfillment Mm -hmm. or their needs met how were you able to be
2: such a good mother and rally and take care of yourself when all this is going on and if someone's listening who has been cheated on and they do maybe have a kid or kids like what what is what is
1: sort of a takeaway that you realize during all this i mean i am so freaking lucky that i had worked really hard leading up to that point with social media and i was able to like retain all my brand partnerships and just kind of coast and It wasn't necessarily like the creative outlet that it used to be. It became more of a community of people that I were were, like depending on. That's really honestly, it got me through it. It is crazy because 10 years ago, you wouldn't have had the kind of community that you have now because it wasn't really possible. I know. It makes me so sad. And, And that's actually, so I started this like private Facebook group for my followers to be able to talk to themselves and like. Have, have the same sense of community that I feel like I, I have.
2: So what are other tools that got you through that? Was it just primarily community?
1: I mean, therapy. I was like, I, I went to therapy, like I said, every every week for sometimes twice a week for three years. I looked, I mean, I looked forward to my therapy appointments.
2: <laughs> How do you co-parent with someone that, I mean, for me, I would have like, it's. I would have, It's hard. And you
1: you have a baby together. Right. How do you do that? Honestly, I feel like I very quickly realized that I've always wanted the best for Russell. And I didn't, I didn't want, I just didn't want to affect that in any way. I didn't, I didn't want him to, I wanted him to have whatever, like as close to normal. And as much as his dad wanted to be in his life, I wanted to allow that. So yeah, it was, it was hard. And I for sure, like. I think compromised my own needs at that time, but I wanted him to be in Russell's life.
2: And how is it now? Like fast We actually forward.
1: co-parent really well for the most part. And
2: how old is Russell now? He's three and a half. He's three, yeah. Maybe him and Zaza should meet. Uh, I would Match love making. that. I feel like I'm, I am matchmaking, Michael. Michael- only
0: one man in Zaza's life. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> for forever, for the rest of time.
2: Gonna...
1: <gasps> Michael wants to move to be Amish. Zaza and Russell is like,
2: it's kind of cute. Like, mm -hmm. I'm kind of into it.
0: We're going to move to a deserted island in the middle of nowhere by the time. (laughs) Maybe like 11, 12.
2: Through everything that you've been through today, what are what are lessons and advice that or wisdom, I should say, that you've gathered throughout this whole
1: experience to today? I mean, it's that life is like not about. The cards that you're dealt, it's how you play them. But that's very Price of Right. Price is Right. Deal. <laughs> there's no cards
0: in the Price is Right, Lauren. I don't think we're talking about the same. No, play. I
2: know. There's the, a couple cards. There's games. a. Co- it's. It's. But it's a game.
0: I <laughs> know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. Like, I mean, your story's wild, but I think it. Like, it just proves how resilient people can be, right? If they, ch- to your point, if they choose to be. I think it's hard to. It's hard to explain to people that it is a choice right? Especially if you're coming from the outside and passing judgment on someone else's life that you're not living and saying like, Hey, you have the choice to think about this in a different way. Like that, that message is either very well received or the exact opposite, right? Like it's, it's, it's hard to tell people, Hey, I understand you're in a very terrible situation or something's really not going right, but you do have a choice to change the way you think about that. Right. Like it's,
1: it's, yeah, no, it's true. It it doesn't take away having to go through the pain, you know, you, you also have to like experience going through it and it might seem like you're never going to get out you know but like even in the hospital you know I just never even thought of it I was like no I'm going to get out of here like actually Price is Right came on one day while I was I was like this isn't me I was like talking to my nurse I'm like just so you know that's me
0: (laughs) I'm gonna get out do they know
1: like this isn't the girl this isn't like the sick girl that you see in the hospital bed right now like like that's me I'm I'm getting back to that. I mean, that is a damn good way to think. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk
2: about the happy stuff. Yes. You <laughs> have launched the Broken Hearts Club. Tell us about that and why you decided to launch that. It seems like it, it has so many meanings.
1: It does. I'm so proud of it. It's in one part to help promote and spread awareness for congenital heart defects, like Russell's, because there's so many parents and people out there that, you know, have... General heart defect. And there's not a lot of awareness about it, especially childhood. So, and 10% of the proceeds go towards the Children's Heart Foundation. I love it. Yes.
2: And what are other fun things that you're working on right now?
1: I actually just got to go to the state capitol and speak, yeah, for for this. I'm, I'm also very passionate about advocating for shelter animals. Cool. Yeah. So, and there's a crisis in LA right now. So anyone out there, please. Um, consider adoption. <laughs> Where do you Adop- go? Like I, I'm obsessed with I Stand With My Pack. Oh, they're great. Okay. Yeah. Any re- any local rescue. You can go to PetFinder.com if you're if you're not in L.A. PetFinder.com will match you with a shelter animal. Of You can search by breed, color. I mean, anything you want. There's literally anything you want in the shelters these days.
2: I think the audience will be mad if I don't ask you a couple beauty wellness questions. Okay. What are your top three beauty skin makeup?
1: Um, okay. I, tretinoin is my <laughs> I keep seeing that all over TikTok. You've never used tretinoin? I have not. How is your skin so perfect? I, what
0: is tretinoin? I'm wearing makeup. Is that though. an ingredient or wow. is that a product line?
1: So it's a prescription only. So I, I went to a dermatologist when I was like twenty-five. I had I had like really bad acne and he he prescribed me that and he was like, You're gonna thank me in ten years because this ingredient is what they put in all the like expensive skin creams but only like a tiny bit this is like the prescription strength so it stimulates collagen production it's it's literally like miracle tiktok <laughs> is obsessed with that right now yeah it's not great for every skin type though so a lot do of your research yeah do your research go to a dermatologist what else what are the other skin um beauty I, secrets? I love i love the clarins double serum i use that almost every single day michael's like what
2: <laughs> oh, no I'm listening oh okay I listen just I listen making sure
1: Um, your ice roller is actually like I use it almost every day oh thank you yeah no, that's legit. very nice that's very nice I had one of the cheap ones from Amazon and no I'm no, a- no no
2: we're, we're gonna <laughs> hook you up with the balls today you're gonna have oh, balls oh I have on one your- I have the balls well I gotta hook- <laughs> we're hooking you yeah, up with the yeah give me more razor. balls yeah, yeah more, yeah, balls. more. <laughs>
1: you
2: all know, the up. balls that you can get
1: <laughs> send them my way what yeah.
2: are three things <laughs> that you do in the morning that are non-negotiables
1: I mean, you gotta brush your teeth. Okay pretty much it at this point because having
2: a kid you're hold you're holding on i know i i can imagine with one parent that's a lot of fucking work i mean i you do know, i have
1: full-time help you now. know what lauren Still,
0: it's, full disclosure, but yeah, it's no, also it like when you're you know it's almost like having a significant other that just sleeps the whole time while the other's up with the kids yeah i morning. make him
1: wake up
2: every night lauren's got this extensive <laughs> morning
0: routine and she's like why aren't you doing your routine i'm like because i'm up with the kid which i'm happy to do like that's my time with him but yeah i get it like you get up and i don't have any time for myself anymore it's just like go
1: yeah, I'm lucky if I eat breakfast. I'm a- I'm actually terrible with time management and stuff. That's why, I like, I worship what you do with your time stacking all the, I'm like, geez, I wish I had just an ounce of that in me.
2: <laughs> well, you must have some kind of time management because you're launching all these things and doing all these projects and posting all these collabs, like. You must have some kind of system. I mean, I have a great manager who keeps me on task. What about
1: nighttime routine? Any non-negotiables, or are we um, just are you just t- hanging on right now because you have no, a, three and a half no, hour. no, no, uh, no nighttime routine. I definitely I don't miss like hardly ever. Okay, what is it? I mean, you want the products or you want the I, you know I want everything. <laughs> okay, so du- you got to double clean- cleanse with a with a brush, preferably not every time. Or so the tretinoin also makes your skin exfoliate quicker. So, so you're constantly having to exfoliate or shed quicker i guess so you got to do that then i do the led mask do you red light therapy at all do you like dr Dennis's? yes okay that's the one i like too that's one i yeah that's one i have cuz hands free you got to do hands free i mean come on yeah no you, i used to have the wand and i have to like No, sit no there no for- you got hands free <laughs>
2: yeah. you got hands free so
1: i love that and then i'll usually do a serum and then oh my god i love the Tatcha products have you tried
2: i do like the Tatcha products but i don't like i i don't have like a favorite so what's your
1: favorite the, The skin, what is it? The overnight skin repair. Okay. Like your skin, you'll wake up with like baby soft. It's also multitasking
2: because you're sleeping while while something's doing something to your skin, which I love.
1: Yeah. I love just slathering on like a good, you know, going to bed.
2: You're incredible. Your story is amazing. I think it's going to help a lot of people. Is there anything else that you want to tell our audience before you go? I mean... I don't know. Thanks guys. That's Tell us. <laughs> that's
0: an intense story. Tell us. Got a lot of I know, sorry.
2: No, no, no. It's no. Tell us where we can shop your merch and find you and follow you.
1: Yeah, so my handle on Instagram is Amber Lancaster. Broken Hearts Club is uh brokenheartsclubshop.com, but there's also a link in my bio on Instagram. You can watch the prices, right? Can we do a little get <laughs> on every day? Regularly? No. Still? No, there's no. I I'm like You're i You're on know, all maybe the time, 6 days. A month six, She's on a lot. six shows a month. The price is right.
0: We just had a guy come on that said he I hacked, know. He hacked he the prices right. I
1: know. I don't I even you know would, about this. I wonder
0: if you were on that episode.
1: Okay, so is that the perfect Bid, The documentary that was made. There's also a documentary called.
0: I don't the think. He, uh, I don't think so. Is okay. but He came and he like won a sailboat and then he sold it. But he like he like figured out how to hack how to get on the show because he says there's producers in the uh-huh. audience and yes. he, figured, he like figured that out in the. Okay. It. Yeah, it's a it's kind of there's not
1: producers story. in the audience. Yeah, but yeah they watch that. Yeah, don't tell
2: don't tell the secrets, Michael.
0: Maybe I'll get on there.
2: Oh, okay. Can we do a giveaway? Sure. Okay, can we give away some merch? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, you guys, go follow at (laughs) Amber Lancaster on Instagram. And then tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest post at Lauren Bostick. We'll pick someone. I, if you're going to shop the merch, absolutely love this baby pink sweater. It has like a hot pink writing on it. So cute. I'll definitely be wearing it on stories. Amber, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. This was amazing. Russell and Zaza, (laughs) look out wait, don't go make sure you've rated and reviewed the podcast on the podcast app. And also if you want to watch us on YouTube, you can head to our YouTube channel and search the skinny confidential to find us.